Good morning, friends. Today is Tuesday, February 4th, 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalms 61 and 62, Genesis 21, 1 through 21, and Hebrews 11, 13 through 22. Today we commemorate Cornelius the Centurion. I'm not sure if we're going to talk about him at morning prayer or at evening prayer, but one of those two places we'll talk about Cornelius the Centurion today. Nations shall come to your light and rulers to the brightness of your rising. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God has shown forth her glory. Come, let us adore them. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For God is a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In God's hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are God's also. The sea is God's, for God made it, and God's hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For this is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to God's voice. God has shown forth her glory. Come, let us adore them. Psalms, Psalm 61, and then we'll read 62 directly after. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. From the end of the earth I call to you. When my heart is faint, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for you are my refuge a strong tower against the enemy. Let me abide in your tent forever. Find refuge under the shelter of your wings. 
For you, O God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Prolong the life of the king. May his years endure to all generations. May he be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over him. So I will always sing praises to your name as I pay my vows day after day. Psalm 62. For God alone my soul waits in silence. From God comes my salvation. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall never be shaken. How long will you assail a person? Will you batter your victim, all of you, as you would a leaning wall, a tottering fence? Their only plan is to bring down a person of prominence. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from God. God alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge, is in God. Trust in God at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for all of us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up. They are together lighter than a breath. Put no confidence in extortion and set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, do not set your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God and steadfast love belongs to you, O God, for you repay to all according to their work. Praise to the holy and undivided God, an undivided trinity, one God, as it was and is and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis, chapter 21, verses 1 through 21. God dealt with Sarah as he had said, and God did for Sarah as he had promised. Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age, at the time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham gave the name Isaac to his son whom Sarah bore to him. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Now Sarah said, God has brought laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, Who would ever have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children? Yet I have borne him a son in his old age. The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. But Sarah saw the son of Hagar the Egyptian, whom she had borne to Abraham, playing with her son Isaac. So she said to Abraham, Cast out this slave woman with her son, for the son of this slave woman shall not inherit along with my son Isaac. 
The matter was very distressing to Abraham on account of his son. But God said to Abraham, Do not be distressed because of the boy and because of your slave woman. Slave woman. Whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you. For it is through Isaac that offspring shall be named for you. As for the son of the slave woman, I will make a nation of him also, because he is your offspring. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and gave it to Hagar, putting it on her shoulder along with the child and sent her away. And she departed and wandered about in the wilderness of Beersheba. When the water in the skin was gone, she cast the child under one of the bushes. Then she went and sat down opposite him a good way off, about the distance of a bow shot. For she said, Do not let me look on the death of the child. And as she sat opposite him, she lifted up her voice and wept. And God heard the voice of the boy. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. And said to her, What troubles you, Hagar? Do not be afraid. For God has heard the voice of the boy where he is. Come, lift up the boy and hold him fast with your hand. For I will make him a great na- for I will make a great nation of him. Then God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She went and filled the skin with water, and gave the boy a drink. God was with the boy, and he grew up. He lived in the wilderness and became an expert with the bow. He lived in the wilderness of Paran, and his mother got a wife for him from the land of Egypt. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle B, a song of pilgrimage. Before I ventured forth, even while I was very young, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. In the forecourts of the temple I asked for her, and I will seek her to the end. From first blossom to early fruit, she has been the delight of my heart. My foot has kept firmly to the true path. Diligently from my youth have I pursued her. I inclined my ear a little and received her. I found for myself much wisdom and became adept in her. To the one who gives me wisdom will I give glory, for I have resolved to live according to her way. From the beginning I gained courage from her. Therefore, I will not be forsaken. In my inmost being I have been stirred to seek her. Therefore have I gained a good possession. As my reward, the Almighty has given me the gift of language, and with it will I offer praise to God. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 13 through 22. All these died in faith without having received the promises, but from a distance they saw and greeted them. They confessed that they were strangers and foreigners on the earth, for people who speak in this way make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the land that they had left behind, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Indeed, God has prepared a city for them. 
By faith Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac. He who had received the promises was ready to offer up his only son, of whom he had been told, It is through Isaac that descendants shall be named for you. He considered the fact that God is able to raise someone from the dead, able even to raise someone from the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. By faith, Isaac invoked blessings for the future on Jacob and Esau. By faith, Jacob, when dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, bowing in worship over the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, at the end of his life, made mention of the exodus of the Israelites and gave instructions about his burial. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I believe in God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, the Word incarnate, our God, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, who suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, who descended to the dead, who on the third day rose again, who ascended into heaven and who is seated at the right hand of the Creator in heaven, who will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your sovereignty come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Save your people, God, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold us now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. God, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, God, have mercy. God, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, God, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. O God, ruler eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our God. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Lord God, almighty and everlasting creator, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin, nor be overcome by adversity, 
and in all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ, our God. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, you govern all things, both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our God, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, by whose spirit the whole body of your faithful people is governed and sanctified, receive our supplications and prayers, which we offer before you, for all members of your holy church, that in their vocation and ministry they may truly and devoutly serve you. Through our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's talk about a little bit now about our readings and let's have a time of pause and prayer. Let's pray one of the circle prayers, the kind prayers. It's a simple little invocation, but I believe it's very powerful. The sacred three, my fortress be, encircling me, come and be round my hearth and my home. And you can insert anything in there. Come and be round my place of work. Come and be round the future that I'm praying into. Come and be round my family members. Whatever it is that your prayer needs to be. All right, so um, let's talk about, let's talk about our Psalms first, right? Let's go in order. So Psalm 61, I really feel like we can just pray this one straight through for ourselves. Hear our cry, O God. Listen to our prayers. From the ends of the earth we call to you when our hearts are faint. Lead us to the rock that is higher than we are. For you, God, are our refuge, a strong tower against the enemy. Let us abide in your tent forever. Let us be with you. Let us reside together. Let us find refuge under the shelter of your wings. For you, O God, have heard our vows. You have given us the heritage of those who fear your name, the good inheritance, O God, the inheritance of those who seek holiness, who seek cooperation with you. Prolong the life of the ruler the good ruler, prolong the life of the ruler who does their best to rule with graciousness and love 
and unselfishness in cooperation with you, O God. May their years endure to all generations. May that be the inheritance that is passed down, love and holiness, O God. May this ruler be enthroned, may this kind of ruler and this kind of ruling be enthroned forever before God. Appoint steadfast love and faithfulness to watch over this ruler. So we will always sing praises to your name as we pay our vows, vows of love born from the abundance that you have given us, rooted in faith and love, day after day, without ceasing, part of the ever-evolving natural rhythm of relationship with you, O God. Amen. Obviously, a few of those words are my own. I hope that's all right. And then... Psalm 62 is a reminder that it doesn't rest on us, that it rests on God, that we trust in God, that God is our hope, God is our salvation, God is our rescue, and that God is our safe place. We can come to God and, as the psalmist says, pour out our hearts before God, and this is a refuge. Too often in this world, no place feels safe. And it's a struggle even to feel safe with ourselves. God is safe. We can say anything to God. We need have no fear before God. God will guide us through the rockiest of waters. And when we feel like we can no longer even stand, God is our strength. God lifts us up. So we don't trust in things like force or stealing or wealth or stature. We trust in God and God alone. And when at the end it says here that God repays to all according to their work, I don't think that this is talking in any way about earning one's way into God's love or redemption. For we know that we don't earn it. We are freely given it. But even here in the Psalms, I think this is an affirmation that God sees where we focus, where we put all of our efforts, where we really lean in and fight the good fight and try. God sees all of that. And God redeems it. When we feel like we don't get back what we are putting in, God more than makes up the difference. We can trust that God repays us. God redeems everything that we have given for and in God. And even if we sometimes make a mistake, but but our effort is in the right place, our heart's in the right place, God redeems that. God takes that and makes it right and worthy. God not only takes everything we have, but God sees everything we do. And we don't have to worry about getting recognition or repayment from this world because God is going to give that to us.
And this kind of goes along with what I think is the overarching message of our reading from Genesis. God takes care of our children even better than we can. Parents do all kinds of things for their kids. And in this reading, Hagar can no longer take care of her child. She no longer has the resources. She's in the middle of the desert and she's given up hope and is ready to die and cannot bear the thought of watching her son die. So she puts him far enough away from her. But God hears him crying out and God rescues them both. And God was with the boy. And as he grew up in the wilderness, God grew him up and gave him what he needed. He became an expert with the bow. He he was taken care of by God. Now the piece about this reading that I don't get is the whatever Sarah says to you, do as she tells you. I don't get that. But maybe it's it's just beyond our understanding. Maybe because God is omniscient, God already knows what Sarah's gonna ask, and God knows that he's gonna take the exile of Hagar and um and Ishmael and redeem that exile and use it to make them the people that they're supposed to be. And I mean supposed to in the best possible way. I mean created by God to be. So even Sarah's actions born of jealousy, not of love, God took and redeemed. Even those things that are done to us by other people, God takes and redeems them. And even even the wilderness can be a place of nourishing because God is there for us. Our New Testament reading... continues the conversation that I I call the by faith um, story and it speaks to all of these who have gone before dying in faith without receiving the promises and I would kind of add in their lifetime on earth but from a distance they saw and greeted them so these people had vision that God gave to them and they gave their time talent and treasure they gave themselves by faith into this vision of the future. And they sought God as their true home, the heavenly city. And even by faith, and I didn't realize we were going to be talking about this or reading it when I talked about it the other day, but even by faith, Abraham offered up Isaac. Even though it seemed to be in contradiction to the promise, what God asked of him, Abraham did. And Abraham received Isaac back. And I think that perhaps this act was a trigger for a rebirth for Abraham and for Isaac. This willingness to give up even one son, because like we talked about in our Hebrew scripture reading, God, even more than we, 
can and will take care of our children. God loves them as unimaginable as it is because we love our children so much. God loves them even more than we do. And God wants good things for them. And God has abundant blessings for them and for us. So these are the footsteps in which we follow by faith. And the first step, I think, is discerning what God is calling us to. Or actually, maybe it's, maybe it's not. Maybe the first step is to have faith in God and to get to know God and dwell in faith with God. There I go, inserting my linear thinking into it again. But residing in this place of faith and love, though not easy, it is the source of all things. When we have that relationship with God, when we root ourselves in God, in faith and love, it is a wellspring for all of the other relationships and actions of our life. So God, may we find faith and love in you. We may, may we root ourselves there in relationship with you. And may we evolve through this life exactly as you envision for us. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time, with one accord, to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church, and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear. Our Creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.